Welcome back to Keeping It OD Podcast. Happy Monday. In today's episode, I'll be answering some of the questions you guys had about preparing for optometry school during undergrad. Now, undergrad is very important because it is the longest step in your pre-optometry journey. Um, You would spend anywhere from three to four years taking your prerequisite courses, joining those clubs, and getting um, those experiences before you go ahead and take the OET and start your application process. So let's just start from the beginning. So if you're a high school junior or senior listening to this and you're um, applying to colleges soon or you're looking at colleges, um, this is what you need to consider. So let's say you've already decided from high school that optometry is what you want to do. This is great. You already have a head start. You know what you want. Um, So when looking at undergrad institutions, you need to make sure that, you know, they are somewhat um, of a top-ranked school, and that they also have a really good um, pre-health major or they offer really good pre-health classes because you will need quite a few of those um, for, you know, your pre-optometry requisites. Um, And the reason I say that is that when, you know, you go ahead and interview and they review your application, they will go ahead and see, okay, so you have this GPA, but where is it coming from? Um, Institutions, you know, they vary in rank and, you know, 3.5 from a top institution isn't carried um, with the same weight as a 3.5 from, you know, a not so good institution. Um, That's not to say that, you know, doing community college and then transferring to a really good institution um, will lower your chances of getting into optometry school, but if you have the opportunity and the means to start at a really good institution, that would be preferable. Um, And not only just to set you apart in, you know, in order of just ranking uh, for uh, the application and the interview process, but to also um, really prepare you for the rigor of optometry school, because that's something that I heard from a lot of people And, you know, if you go to an institution where they really push you to work hard and they really challenge you to earn those really good grades, um, when you get to optometry school and when you start studying for even the OAT, you're already going to have those good study habits. So it's going to be an easier transition for you than if you were, you know, taking it easy during your undergrad years. Now, here's another thing to consider when looking at possible undergrad institution to attend out of high school. You're going to need to look at optometry programs. And I know what you're thinking, you know, it's early. Why would I need to do that? Some of the programs, believe it or not, offer what's called a combined degree program. So basically what that means is that you apply to it with your SAT and ACT scores. You might have to write a statement of intent or a personal statement stating why you'd like to become an optometrist and why you chose optometry as a career. And if you're admitted, you take the prerequisite courses and you earn a bachelor's degree like you normally would. But after you successfully complete that, you're guaranteed admissions to their program. So now that you're an undergrad, you have to come up with a game plan. Now, whether you knew you wanted to do optometry from day one or you came to college with an open mind, like you knew you wanted to do, you know, some sort of a profession in the health field, uh, you just wasn't sure what yet, you need to meet with your academic advisor and make a plan. So 
pretty much most prerequisite courses um, overlap. There's just some specifics for certain programs and certain career concentrations, but pretty much every pre-health uh, major will have to do your general biology, general chemistry, organic, physics, anatomy and physiology, microbio, biochem, and all those fun courses. So I recommend meeting with your academic advisor at least um, at the beginning of every semester. You can, again, meet with them as many times as you need to throughout the semester just to kind of stay on track. Um, use them as a guide, not as a crutch. Um, go to them for advice, but you just have to keep in mind that, you know, as much as they know you, you know yourself best. You know um, what your learning style is, um, what are your study habits, your weaknesses, and your strengths. Um, you may share that with them, but if you don't, they're not going to know. Um, but a good rule of thumb when making a schedule are two things. Um, so you really want to stand out to optometry programs. So when they're looking at your transcripts when you apply, they see that you challenge yourself and that you did good um, in those courses, even though they were challenging. Um, you don't want to make it seem like you took it too easy on yourself um, and because that's going to lead them to believe that you're not going to be ready for the optometry program rigor. You know, you're going to be taking anywhere from 18 to 25 credits of just pure science courses. So they really want to make sure they're not setting you up for failure. Um, so that's a big thing to show them by taking at least two science courses. And I know that sounds overwhelming if you're an incoming freshman or you think, you know, you're struggling with sciences right now. But here's the rule of thumb that me and my academic advisor agreed on. Um, when looking at uh, science courses, you need to have one course that requires critical thinking. So we're talking about the chemistries, the genetics, the organic chemistry. And then the other course need to be uh, memorization happy. So your anatomy, your physiology, your biology, your microbiology. Um, that way, you they balance each other out. Um, so you're not just memorizing for six credit hours. You know, one class requires critical thinking. You can um, go about it a couple different ways. And then the other course, you have to make flashcards and just really memorize the materials. Now, that goes to all classes, but really try to understand um, the concepts and materials because for most of these classes, most likely you will see them again, whether that be on the OET or in optometry school. So you really want to make sure that the content that you're learning in those courses, you're really grasping and understanding because that's going to make your life a whole lot easier um, as you proceed through this journey. All right, so I think I covered everything I wanted to touch on in terms of academics, but now I want to take the last portion of this episode to really focus on the undergrad experience as a whole. So that will include your club involvement, volunteering, and shadowing. So what a lot of people fail to consider is that your involvement doesn't necessarily have to be just pre-health organizations or pre-optometry clubs. Um, those are very important to be involved in, and I'll touch on that here in a little bit. But you also need to make sure to be a well-rounded person and a well-rounded applicant. So you need to go through the organizations list in your college and figure out 
what clubs um, you'd love to be involved in. You know, maybe it's a feminist club, a volunteering club, um, any club that you really believe in their mission and you have a passion for what they stand for. Um, and this will not only give you an outlet to express yourself and develop personally, but it will show the admission committee that you're well-rounded. You didn't just um, volunteer at the eye health clinic or you didn't just shadow an optometrist. You had a broad array of interest and that will give you more things to talk about in your interviews. You know, you can tell them how you made the rowing team or how you uh, played um, club volleyball, things like that. Um, we'll just add richness and depth to your application and to your undergrad resume. So now going back to the pre-health um, organization, so the first thing that I would do as an incoming freshman or someone who's just looking to be more involved on campus is to take a look at the organization list and see if there's a pre-health fraternity or a pre-health club. There's usually at least one or two, maybe even more if you go to a big institution. So just find the right one and be involved and then maybe later on take on a leadership role try going to the meetings, attending all the seminars, all the events that they put out. Um, they will help you gain um, you know, volunteering hours if you need that, uh, maybe find shadowing opportunities. And then through those clubs, you will also meet fellow pre-health peers that maybe are in some of your classes or they've taken them before, so they can give you some insight and tips on how to do well in the course. Um, so that's just, you know, for pre-health organizations, they don't even have to be pre-optometry students. But my next piece of advice is try to find out if your um, university has a pre-optometry club. So they're usually called POPs, the pre-optometry pupils clubs. And I would say you should join it, even if it's a small club. The club we have here at UF is very small, but I still joined it because um, they hold meetings every month where they invite admissions committees from optometry programs and they, you know, they come on, they talk about the program, they give you a lot of information about it, and then you also get to know them. So you, they put a name to the face. So let's say you decide to apply there later on, they can say, oh, I met you at the pre-optometry club meeting at so-and-so university, like I recognize you. Um, so you're not only getting to know um, more about those programs, but you're building those relationships that you might need later on. And not to mention, you know, you're meeting with other fellow pre-optometry students, uh, because like I said, again, like it's really hard to find pre-optometry students um, in undergrad. Not a lot of people know about it, and not a lot of people are interested to pursue it. So it's just really nice to have that community with uh, people that are going through the same things that you're going, maybe taking the same courses, preparing for the OET at the same time. So you can um, give them your advice and take their um, advice on things and just build that community. And then again, make the most out of your undergrad years. And speaking of building relationships, you shouldn't only just build the relationships with fellow pre-optometry students, but make an effort to get to know your TAs and professors because not only will you need their letters of recommendations at some point down the line, 
but you also want to make sure that you stand out. So in a class of three to 400 students, you want to make sure that you stand out to your professors and TAs. You go to their office hours. You let them know that you truly care about doing well in the course and you're putting in the effort to do well in the class um, by going in, asking for feedback. Even if you aren't an A student, going in um, to office hours shows the professor or the TA that you're putting in the best work. Even if you're not an A student, they will be more inclined to help you because they see that you're taking extra time out of your day to go to them, ask for feedback in order to improve. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to office hours and just asked the professor, hey, can you review this quiz with me or the exam with me? And they will take time out of their day to explain everything to me and make sure I understand it. And then for the next quiz or the next exam, I see tremendous improvement. Because unlike most people think, professors and TAs, they really want you to succeed. Um, but they also don't like it when they see that you're not putting in the effort. You know, you're getting those bad grades, but you're just, you still are not showing up to office hours or the TA help sessions, you know? So for, from their perspective, you're settling, like you're getting those um, bad grades, but you're not making an effort to improve. So I guess my point is it is okay to have a couple bad grades because Trust me, we've all been there, and college is hard, and the classes that we have to take are not easy, and most people don't even make it that far, so I applaud you for, you know, still persevering and taking those courses, but if you get one bad grade, that's not the end of the world. Just make sure that you're making an effort to be recognized by your professors and TAs and ask for help because that is their job. They want to make sure that you have everything that you need in order to be successful in their course because at the end of the day like if the entire class is doing bad like it reflects badly and poorly on the professor more than it does on you um but if you go in and ask them you know what are you looking for what am i missing what am i doing wrong and how can i improve and they will help you because they have those office hours for you to make sure that you're learning the material. You're not just passing the course that you actually truly understand what's being taught and what's expected of you. But let's say you went to office hours and the TA help sessions, but you still wound up with a bad grade. So you have a couple Bs, maybe a C, or even worse, a W. You had to withdraw from the class because you couldn't allot the time for it or it was just getting too much for you. That is okay. Don't lose sleep over it. Don't go ahead and go to your academic advisor and start changing your major and, you know, going to the business school. It is totally fine. And I'm speaking of experience. I'm not a straight A student. I have a couple B's, couple C's, and even A W that I'm retaking right now. Um, but my one piece of advice here would be to show a trend of improvement. So if you get a W, you know, you retake it again and then you get an A or a B, that's a trend of improvement. You're showing them that you're dedicated and that you have a grit. You're showing them that you can, um, you know, succeed in this course. You just, maybe it was a bad timing, a bad semester, you were working too much, you had a lot on your plate, or, you know, 
a lot was going on mentally and you just wasn't able to completely commit and focus. And that is totally okay. As long as you're constantly improving, um, they love to see that trend. So if your first semester in college, you know, you were incoming freshman, things were a little hard for you, and you, let's say, got a 3.2 GPA. and But then the semester after that, you, um, you know, knew your learning style and how you like to study, and you planned out your schedule a lot better, and then you get 3.6 they're seeing that they're seeing that you've improved and that's what really matters they don't want to see perfection um but they want to see dedication and grit and passion for your end goal you didn't give up because i can't tell you how many people start out as pre-optometry pre-health what have you and after a couple bad grades they're like nope i'm switching my major to whatever blah 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 they didn't show dedication. They did not show grit. And this is how you stand out. You show that you persevered. You didn't let that bad grade stop you from pursuing your dreams and meeting those goals. So always try to improve and don't really focus on that one bad grade that you got. Because when I did my interviews, nobody asked oh, why did you get a C in this class? Or why do you have that W? But they saw the overall trend and they were like, oh, so I see that you didn't start out strong, but I see that your last semester you had a 4.0. So again, just a word of advice, don't lose sleep over one bad grade because in the great scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. The things that matters the most is your uh, well-roundedness and your dedication and your work ethic because that's what's going to make you a great optometrist, not your grade in general chemistry or biology. So this is all I have for this episode, and if you've made it this far, I want to personally thank you for joining me on this journey, and I'm so honored to be a part of your pre-optometry journey. So just a couple takeaways from today's episode. Make sure you find your passion. You show dedication and grit. You diversify your interests. And lastly, just have fun. Undergrad is supposed to be the best years of your life. And yes, you can still enjoy them while taking those hard science courses and preparing for optometry school. So make sure to follow the podcast Instagram at keepin.it.od and interact with posts and stories because I want to hear your opinion on how I can improve and what you want to see on this show. And if you or someone you know would like to collaborate on an episode, I would love to have you. Just make sure to email me at keepinitodpodcast at hotmail.com and put collab in the subject line and I'll get back to you as soon as I see the email. And I will see you right back here next week with a brand new episode all about how to prep for the OET. And as always, we will be keeping it OD. Thank you guys.